Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Red Men TV. Into the match reaction time. Liverpool beating Spurs uh, 2-1 at Wembley. Chris and I are here to chew the fat for, for, you know, for 10, 15, 20 minutes or so. We'll see how we get on. Um, uh, we've had time. We've done our match reactions and stuff. They're all obviously up and out. We'll do a bit more in-depth on this on the final word on Monday. But it's interesting seeing the reactions uh, and the comments and stuff and a bit, a bit of Twitter, which is always, I think, is a, a really exaggerated, worst take mm. on, on, on what's happened. But I, the one thing that comes through, and I kind of agree with to some extent, is that we were totally dominant in that game, completely dominant, and yet we left ourselves in a situation with four minutes left to go in the game where we still ended up nervy, and that's my... We'll talk about a couple, a couple of the bigger points of the match, like. but my overriding criticism, and it feels weird to talk about the criticism when we're now five wins from five, is we... The profligacy in front of goal, that could have, I mean, you know, I think it's been called the selfishness, mm. could have cost us a bit there. Yeah, it could have. I mean, you know, it's funny sometimes we were having a conversation about, I think it was Divock Areem, I think it was me and you a few week, uh, a week or so ago, we were talking about like, you know, and, and so I think you might have said, you know, he's getting in those positions though. Um, now, why are we why are we not applying that logic to this? It's strange, isn't it? Yeah. Because they are getting into the good positions and getting into very good positions against yeah. a great Tottenham Hotspur side. But equally, you know, because you've watched so much football and we've both watched so much football and everybody has watched so much football over the years, that these are the things that do tend to cost you from time to time. And that's the annoyance is that you, you, you're totally dominant and you're so good in possession of the ball and you're doing everything right and you're so solid defensively. Yet still, it felt like we had a little bit of a soft underbelly today. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, we won the three points and that's what matters. I think if you go into this game, I'd have been quite happy with the draw. I yeah. didn't think we'd dominate Tottenham in the way that we dominated Tottenham. So for them to have three minutes at the end of the game where I'm a little bit scared, if you take it back to the beginning of the game and you go, you're going to have three minutes at the end, it's going to be nervy, Chris, but ultimately you're going to absolutely batter them. I'm yeah. going, yeah, I'm going to take that off you all day. No, I think But it's, it's that thing that we could be better and we know yeah. that we're going to be better and still yeah. that front three isn't firing. Yeah. And yet, everyone's still looking forward because we know we can get so much better. No, I, I completely agree in that regard. And I think it's... It's it's weird that I think I probably you know what it is I think I just want us to be what we were like at the back end of the season just incredible well yeah 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 you know but whereas you know because we could have done that we were talking we were watching the game if I mean like I know we did get worth the goal given off given for offside very early on and I think there's a debatable moment there where you I wonder whether that was given 
Mane was given offside because they thought Mane stuck it in the back of the net, which I actually thought when we were watching it in real time, or whether it was because he was interfering with play. If he doesn't interfere with play, if he doesn't go for it, does that does that get given? And if we get that goal early on, do we go on and do we go on and smash them? And that's the the slight recrimination. It's because realistically, such a big game and we've got so much pressure on us. We've been this has been the running theme of the season so far. Is how every game needs to be a win because we're so terrified that Man City are not going to drop any more points for the rest of the season. And yet, so we'll, I think we probably, and I know I, I'd love it, I just I just want us to make that game 3-0 hmm. and it'd be done so that I can go, ah, I don't, need, I don't need five minutes of this because if we have to be like that, because you can't help but think, oh God, I can't have a season of this. Now, you're dead right. The, the, for the positions we're getting into, for the for for how that look, that was I think was our best performance of the season so far. It's our front three's best performance yes. of the season so far as well. It stands to reason because this is not was based on two seasons ago, three seasons ago, base it on last season. You, you would more expect than hope that it will just click and we'll start. Yeah, and I think ultimately as well, I think Klopp's come into this game and he's 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 had a clear idea of how Liverpool are going to get at Tottenham. And I think he was right, and I think it's borne out in, in the facts and the stats from the game. I think you know we had 10 shots on target today, three. We had 17 shots in total. I think we had 14 of our 17 shots from inside the area. Which you know, is we're working massive. Against Tottenham Hotspur, yeah. who've been probably the, the most miserly defence over the last four seasons. Yeah. I think, you know, you look at that back line and you look at Vertonghen and Vermaelen and you... Th- uh, Vertonghen and Alderweireld and you think they're top draw centre-halves and they were made to look worse than average today. They were made to look really bad and we were dragging them into positions that they didn't want to be in and we were constantly asking questions and putting them on the back foot and working these opportunities. Now Vaughan makes a couple of decent saves but you wouldn't ever say that he was he was world class in that, and maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's what you want Liverpool to do. You want Liverpool to hit the corners of the of the goal more than they were they were able to. Yeah. But even to just create opportunities against that Tottenham side is a very very strong position to be in. Yeah, no, I, I, and it's interesting you mentioned that the, 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 their their team selection, a combination of them not being at the peak of their powers. No, no, Deli Ali, obviously, no, Son's only just got back into training. Lamella still very much getting back into the flow of being a professional footballer. Going to have to be out for a while. Um, the the centre half thing, I think, is the most interesting. You're dead right because that that being lauded, you know, twelve months ago, if you're picking a centre back pairing in a dream Premier League eleven, you're pretty much going for Tonga and Alderweireld. You know, there's not many other. You know, particularly given that it's a partnership as well. And you're dead right. I think you're starting to see with them that it was mentioned in commentary that Liverpool's front three are all 26. They're all absolutely at the peak of their powers and they've got more time there. Whereas you're starting to see Vertonghen and Alderweireld, both very good players. But when I compare, I look at our centre-back pairing and in Van Dijk and Gomez and you know one or two sticky moments for them, but their pace got them out of that. And that is one thing where you can see Jan Vertonghen in particular did not want exactly what you said. We we made him play in in ways that he didn't want to play, and that's another encouraging thing because the, the and it plays into the the strength that Liverpool are in. This is a near rival, and I'm looking at their team and look. Tottenham will be back. Tottenham will have a great probably have a very. Well, Tottenham will have a very good season. They're going to be there and thereabouts. But I look at the th- the things that I envied about their team. I'm not 
I'm nowhere near as envious of. I haven't seen that performance. Yeah, I think that's right. I think I did a video with Sim from We Are Tottenham TV the other day, and you know he was questioning me about Van Dijk and do I think he's a better centre half than them two and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I do. And I, you know, I was backing it up with with what Van Dijk's been able to do for Liverpool. And you know, he's like, he was saying, listen, Vertonghen and Alderweireld have been doing this for a few years. And I'm like, yeah, but they're 29 and 31. Van Dijk's 25, 26 years old. Partnership for Juventus in a, in yeah, a few they will, years. Yeah, they will. Well, it, <laughs> for the next ten, they, they will be, but. And they're very, very clever players, but they're going to get found out against pace. And and pace trumps pretty much everything on a football field, doesn't it? And Sadio Mane was running at pace. You know, I think he had the better of both Dyer and the centre halves. There were three this, or four chances in the times in that game where one or all of us went, "Oh my God, he's got it!" You know, like because we, we still get to, we we're still surprised. We watched these lads for a year, two years for Sad, for Sadio Mane, and we're still surprised at how. Lightning quick, and they are. At times, I do feel like Vertonghen purposefully wasn't going for the ball because he was so. I think. I think what I've noticed with Salah sometimes, you think he's running at full pelt. And then something happens and he just gives you that extra 5%. And we've all been there playing footy at whatever level where you think you're getting the ball and the lad's just a lot faster than you think. And suddenly you're away and that he was covering in case that That happened. That is the modern Premier League era standard yellow card situation where you go, you go committed, you think you've got it all day long and the guy's just faster than you and you end up cleaning them out. And you're dead right. I think Vertonghen played... Tried to play within himself. Look, they'll have been aware of what the, the, the state of Dejan Lovren last year, and he did that when if you go a bit too front foot and you don't back yourself or you're over back yourself, you can leave yourself completely exposed. And that's the problem that they they were faced with, particularly given how attacking Trippier and Rose are. That if they if if one of those centre halves over commits, then all of a sudden you've left your partner with at least. Two of our guys to deal yeah, with, yeah. Um, but great. Okay. I, I want to ask you because we don't uh, get drilled too too deep down into it. But who, who was your man of the match? It was it was a it was a tie between okay. James Milner and Roberto Firmino. Oh really? I thought Roberto Firmino was fantastic. I think I think Milner got man of the match from from Gary Neville. I think he's brilliant. Even like ninety third minute, that crunching tackle over on the sideline and yeah. stuff. And you're thinking that was a captain's tackle at a yeah. time of the game when you needed someone to do it. And I know Henderson was on the field, but I thought Milner was brilliant. Bobby Firmino looked for the first time this season like he's finished preseason. Like he's actually ready to start playing football now. Um, and I was I was talking about it during the play race. He looked fast, didn't he? He did, and. It's difficult because we don't know what goes on behind closed doors and Bobby's obviously still been having a pre-season and maybe the the, the training has just, well he hasn't been there so maybe that'll have helped, slackened off enough now that he's able to perform at a better level at the weekend. I was talking to Simon Brundish on the Newsroom podcast on the website this week and he had some really interesting things to say actually about this type of stuff and you know interestingly our points per game Simon was telling me it was about one point something on lunchtime kickoffs mm-hmm. but our points per game on like late kickoffs is like 2.05 and there's a you know there's a point difference yeah. and this is based off 66 games he's gone back here but this is down he thinks to the fact that Klopp has them training at the same time as games so for 40 of your 56 games a season, you're playing these late afternoon, early evening kickoffs. We're really set up for that. Yeah. But we're the only team in the league that doesn't train in the daytimes. 
most Come of the on. time. So you might get five games or six, seven, ten games a season where you have these early kickoffs. Now we're really poor at them because we're not normally training at that time, which means we're not normally able to be our best at that time of day. Um, I wonder if that's a that's a focus this season then, because if you're looking at it and saying, well, what we, we always, you, you know, I know you love it and we talk about it quite a lot across the, the content that we do about the marginal gain stuff. If you're looking to 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 kind of things, where you say, well, look, we're not going to score more goals. But is there a way we can? How are we picking up? Where can we pick? Three, we need to pick an extra three points up here, or an extra point up here, an extra this and that. And it wouldn't shock for them to look at that. Someone, someone will have that on the spreadsheet and go, big red cross. This is where we're dropping loads of points. What's a way to do? Because it? it was telling that Firmino, uh, Fabinho, and, and Allison obviously they, they got back earlier than expected, didn't they? And it makes you wonder maybe if they come back a little bit late. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Would we have seen it be quite as quite as good? But no, it's, it was definitely just... On the man of the match thing, I... Um Jeannie Van Alden, I thought, was, was, was worthy, of a, worthy of a shot. I mean, we're talking about a world where I don't think he put a foot wrong. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you, we, you, we'll have a look into it, the stats a bit closer for the final words. And obviously you're doing stats and tactics this week as well. But he, the way he used his body to shield it, my fear over that midfield is because, and I said this in the build-up, I thought if you've got Dembele and I hadn't even really factored Dyer in there, two monsters in that midfield, and then they've got Winks who might as well, might as well have not been on the pitch. Don't know where he was. Yeah, no idea. Um, he was covering for Rose most of the time. More of a blink than a, a wink. wink. Nice. Um, like that. The, <laughs> oh, you had that plan for about three seconds, two, two, two seconds, two, one second. Well, it's not very funny. Um, but the um, and I was going to say because they're not big lads. We've got in the in the midfield three. They're Cater, Mill, play big Alden. though, mate. Yeah. It's true, and I was, and I, I, there was a concern that we might be more physically steamrolled. Dembele's done that a lot to us in in those games. And you referenced in the in the build up show, I thought Genie was absolutely outstanding. And again, the way he uses the ball, the way he shields it, and again, scores the what not the decisive goal doesn't end up being the decisive goal because we can see. I it. think it's the, I think the most right. important. I think it's decisive in the fact that you know we score, and I think it's the thirty ninth minute of the game, don't we? And you know, me and Sai, while you were doing the team news at half time, we were outside talking about how we could have been 3 0 up after that first half, but equally we could have gone in 0 0. 
and that would have given Tottenham an, an air of confidence uh, to come out second half and really maybe put the sword to Liverpool. So, you know, those goals before half-time are really massively important. And I, th I, I thought first half, he was absolutely on it, outstanding. I think there was a slight drop-off second half from him, but maybe that's because the level he was playing at was so good that it was un 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 unachievable for a full 90. You know, it wasn't... He doesn't play the six in the same way as Jordan Henderson. Mm -hmm. He's a lot more dynamic. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's getting into the box. You know, he's the play finished, happens he's, in front of Jordan Henderson. Yeah. You know, he 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 gets his head up and he makes the ball do the work, and that's a that's a very useful way of doing it. And clearly, Klopp loves that. What's telling about Genie Wijnaldum is that, and I, and I think I, I maybe I think I may have said this when we played it in the Champions League game at Man City. He carries the ball to where it needs to be. Yeah. You know, so if he can't make the pass, Jordan Henderson can make the pass. Genie Wijnaldum was, I can't make that pass. Where do I need to be to make the pass? And he'll drop the shoulder or he'll swivel or he'll just use his strength. He'll roll the man and he'll carry it forward 10 yards and then he'll make and then he'll make the pass. And it, it, sometimes it maybe it slow maybe it slows us down, but in games where you want to dominate possession, well there you go. You've got you you're holding on to the ball. You know, you're not you're not taking as many risks, and ultimately, if you're getting, well, maybe you are taking more risks in, in in possession per se. But you are, you've got the ball, you're in control of it, and then you move, and then you're moving it on. I think it gives everyone a lift. It gives the midfield a lift as well because there is just something to seeing one of your guys beat one of their guys that makes you feel so much better about what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, it does, and I think it's important that when he plays the six, you're always going to see probably a Milner or. A Henderson even in the eight because sometimes he goes forward almost like a free free of that role and he doesn't maybe he doesn't think about it but in James Milner or maybe if Jordan Henderson's playing the eight with him there'll always be someone to cover for him you know I think it was first half maybe it was second half he's in the box and taking a shot off and it's a driving run from yeah. midfield he's making, Henderson doesn't make those from the sixth position it's mad because I saw it, there was a video on Facebook last week and it was it was a Jordan Henderson performance from I think it was it might have been an old space. Game. In fact, it was the Spurs game where we beat them four, five, five, four or five, yeah. whatever it was, and we annihilated them. What's the highlights back of that game? And Jordan Henderson is pivotal to like three or four of the goals that we scored in that game. And he's bombing forward and he's doing these driving runs and he's doing this and that. And you're dead right, it's not Henderson's game anymore. Part of that I think is tactical, but other you know, other is just that we don't know how he's developed physically and what have you. And you're dead right, it does feel a more natural fit at this point for Genie Wijnaldum because. How are you meant? How are you meant to defend against that? You've got you. You're not meant to. You could technically have six guys attacking. You could go as high as seven, eight if you were genuinely going gung ho for it with the, with, with your fullbacks. Well, but more importantly, you would never really go that gung ho. But it's harder to legislate because you go well. I expect Salah and I expect Firmino and I expect Mane to do things. I would expect. Cater because we know Cater can do a little bit more, and okay, Milner because you know Milner gets a lot of assists, so he'll be dangerous around that. All of a sudden, the six, the DMs coming up, and you're like, "Well, well hang on a second. Sorry, whose responsibility? What was it? Was it to pick him up?" And but even if that causes you a moment's hesitation, it gives you an upper hand in game. It does, yeah. And I think certainly in this game, sort of tactically, you know, some of my feelings from the game was that I don't think Trent really joined the attack today. 
And I think had Henderson been playing, Trent would have joined the attack much more. Mm-hmm. I think Henderson feels comfortable covering in those areas of the pitch. And, you know, with the pace of Lucas Moura always being a threat or an option, at least for Tottenham with that ball in behind, it was important that he kept Trent and his pace back because I think he's faster than a Genie Wijnaldum or a Jordan Henderson in those areas. So then you're losing a body to attack with. So where are you going to gain that body? And today it was it was Genie Wijnaldum who was able to be that extra man when you need that overload. We still have Robertson do it on the left-hand side, but again, he's so pacey and he's, he's got such an engine, he can do that up and down. But when he, I think when we look at the stats and we, when we're preparing for the stats and tactics show, we'll probably find that most of Liverpool's attacks come down that left-hand side again. Normally it's very even, mm-hmm. you know, a few percent here and there, but I imagine maybe five, six percent more down the left-hand side than the right-hand side. Well, I might even just check that. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely want to check out because we'll be doing the stats and tactics show uh, on Monday. At the minute, you're doing it after every game. We'll see how sustainable that is as the season progresses. Um, but yeah, if you want a more in-depth look at a particular instance and the big things from the game to really work out how Liverpool are, uh, you know, are constructed and are ticking over at the moment, the Redmen TV.com. We're going to be filming the final wage on Monday, so we're a little bit of a switch around to what we do. Obviously, we're aware that the, the reactions of the, the, the single man reactions, particularly after the game, it's a bit hot, it's a bit heated. It's not an element of about fan TV that I'm a massive fan of, but we do like to, to really dive into stuff, you know, to, to really talk about the game. This is this will serve as your bridging point, your jumping on point for Monday's final word show. So if there's something we've not discussed on this show that you really want to get a discussion over on um, from this game, let me know in the comments below and we'll add that to the agenda for Monday's show and you can get over to RevMenTV.com and watch it. Um, are you right? I am right. So Liverpool attacked 44% of the time down the left-hand side and only 33% down the right-hand side of the pitch. So you were miles out. I said, yeah, I think you'd probably find it 7-8%, but it's like 11% difference there. It's quite big. Uh, Tottenham were equally left-hand side, 40%, so pinning Trent back a little bit, and we'll have a little deep dive on that on the stats and tactics on Monday. Absolutely. So, yeah, unbeaten still. Five um, wins out of five, mate. And th- this, is, this is it, isn't it? Uncharted think, territory. Well, we've talked about Well, It's, it's the, first, the best start since 1991 uh, in the league, which means we haven't had a start like this in the Premier League. Which I think is absolutely fascinating. Now that you know, anyone who remembers ninety one, ninety two, ended really well because we won the uh, we won the FA Cup that year. Two um, 0 Sunderland. Less said, less said about the you know the, the league uh, and from there on really. But I think as just, as we said, it's the encouraging start. At the time of Phil and Man City are absolutely steamrolling three 0 their way. Arsenal um, are winning against Newcastle, unfortunately. Yeah, Chelsea two so one Cardiff. It is you know it, it is what it is, and this is what it's about for Liverpool. What we did there today was just set our stall out again and go look. There we go. There's our points. Our points are on the board. Go and do what you've got to do, and then you know we'll, we'll tick over. And obviously, the attention's going to turn to, to PSG off the back of it. But yeah, positivity. I see a, a little people a little bit like uh, deflated by the nature of it because I think if we're one 0 down and we come back and win two one, then you know that's that gives you a bit more of a lift. But equally, there was a great stat where in since 2017, April 2017, was it? We haven't lost the game that we've gone 1-0. We've, got, we've taken, scored the first goal in. Um, and yet, JB Redknapp was still talking during the game about that Bournemouth game. Yeah. You know, and, and I think we've proved and there's been enough evidence there to suggest that this Liverpool side has changed. This Liverpool side is much better than it used to be. Yeah. Much more headstrong and, you know, we've got the, the, the mental, physical attributes and tactical attributes to go and snot teams now away from home and we've done that against one of our big rivals today in Tottenham Hotspur. That's the big thing. Six points now on, on space you want them mentally to start thinking we're not really in a race with Liverpool 
well, and you want them looking at Arsenal, and you want them maybe. I mean, look, Chelsea, Chelsea are taking over as well, so it's not fair to, to discount to put them in that conversation kind of thing. But you want the Man United, Arsenal, and Spurs to enter a little mini league of competition for that fourth fourth spot, effectively, and everyone just let us get on with our business let's of not winning for, the league. Let's not forget most of the fixtures you'd look at today and go Liverpool. It, the, this is the fixture that any if any of the top. Six are going to drop points. This is the this is the fixture. And had Liverpool drawn or lost to Tottenham, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. But now everyone's going. Fuck me! They can't even. You know, they're winning against Tottenham at Wembley. Yeah, exactly. Wow. They mean business. We're serious, mate. Serious, serious ambitions. Uh, just like us on the RedmenTV.com. So as I say, if you want more analysis, you can do. It. We've got the Man of the Match podcast, the Final Word Show, and Chris's stats and tactics, picking apart every single avenue of this game, so you, whether you're into the light-hearted chat and banter, or you're really going to get into the nuts and bolts of how this Liverpool team performs, we've got you covered. It's free for the first month. You can go and try it out, see how you get on with it. If you're getting on with it well already, let people know in the comments below, spread the good vibes, uh, and we shall see you over there. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for subscribing to the YouTube channel. See you soon. Ta-da. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.